One Emotional Podcast, Conversations for Inspiration on the Go. We offer on-the-go inspiration because our whole heart is set on beauty and our best bets are set on art. I was recently asked by a person, it was an artist specifically, what is the hardest part about creating something? And I think that the hardest part of creating anything that we want in life is having limiting beliefs. Because human potential is one of the only truly infinite resources which exist in the world. There are literally no limits on our creativity, our imagination, our ability to think, except those which are self-imposed. So, first of all, one of the most important limits is our mindset. We might have incorrect beliefs, attitudes, or assumptions. Number two is a limit in our motivation, kind of like the why. So you can be lacking the drive, the purpose, or energy to behave in a more limitless manner. And number three, a limit in your methods, kind of like the how. Because maybe we were taught incorrect processes, or we taught ourselves incorrect processes, which will not generate the the results that we want. And I want to quote Jim Quick on this because he's the author of this book called Limitless, and I've been following his work for a while. And, um, and I love his idea of how, you know, he was a boy with a broken brain because he had this, um, that's how he calls himself eh? in all of his information. But he was at school and he fell down and there was this radiator that, you know, he hit his head with a radiator. And at five years old, he had an impairing ability to learn. So um, he starts to narrate his process and the recovery and the kind of like mindset processes and methods that he developed during his, you know, life work for recovery. And nowadays he trains many of Hollywood celebrities, actors and actresses to remember their lines. He has all of these courses about fast reading. And I think his work is, um, is really interesting nowadays. So I'm going to start with a quote of him, which it says, we all have vast potential inside of us and, and untapped levels of strength, intelligence and focus. And the key to activating these superpowers is unlimiting ourselves. So what he's discovered is that no matter where you come from, no matter what challenges you face, we all have incredible potential that's just waiting to be tapped. Each person, regardless of age, background, education, gender, or personal history, we can advance beyond what we believe we deserve, and it is possible. So this is really interesting to develop because you know if he could do that then no what else could be expected of other people right he literally also changed the way he was living his life no and i would like to start with this important concept about technology right sometimes we might feel that technology is actually making our lives better and to be able to create better things and of course you know ai is coming to be able to create conversations and, you know, paragraphs and scripts and 
art and so many things. We have ChatGPT, we have um, Lensa, we have like all of these new amazing things that are making things easier. But one thing that is affecting us a lot is our ability to focus. So we've all heard about, you know, that moment when we're in flow, when we are, you know, deep and ingrained in the experience that we're doing right now, that kind of like time seems to dilate. We lose track of time. We're completely immersed in the activity. And Mihaly is just in Mihaly. This Austrian psychologist, he's the one that coined the term of flow. And what he says is that for us to be in flow, we need to have a certain amount of talent that also um, gets challenged constantly. Because if we have a lot of talent and little challenge, then we become bored. And if we have a lot of talent and a few um, and few challenges, no, then eventually we can become really anxious. So the idea is to be constantly, you know, growing our talents with our challenges. And the thing about technology, of course, it's, it's making our lives easier, but it may also be hindering our learning abilities. Because they are constantly teaching us to get distracted, to move out of flow, to move out of focus, to constantly be looking at different things. So if we're writing an email, we're writing a paper, whatever we're doing, and then eventually we get the notification of Instagram, of TikTok, of the bank, of all of these many things that we're training our mind to constantly get distracted every few minutes. And that is eventually going to hurt us. And aside that, if we start, you know, with a mindset and we start about, you know, to put aside the part of technology, I would like to dig deep on the seven lies of learning. Okay, so number one, intelligence is fixed. No, sorry to tell you, intelligence is not fixed. Intelligence, you know, it's something that could be expanded, that grows. It's something that needs to be worked upon. If we only you know, judge intelligence by IQ, then eventually we're missing all of the different types of intelligence that there are outside. Howard Gardner even named nine types of intelligence. And it was, you know, linguistic, mathematical, intrapersonal, interpersonal intelligence, uh, spiritual intelligence. There are many types of intelligence and we could be good at some and bad at some. So the idea is to understand the talents and the limitations that we have. And in those talents and in those limitations, we can expand them and we can grow them, okay? So the new belief is my intelligence can grow if I believe it can grow and then put in the work to grow it. Line number two, that we use only 10% of our brains. And here, you know, the media has been, you know, all over the place because in the movie Lucy in 2014, and the movie said that we were only using 10% of our abilities, of our brain capacity. Then in the movie Limitless in 2011, it also said that we were using 20% of our, of our brain. In the episode of Black Mirror in 2017, it says that we only use 40% in a good day. And David Eagleman, a neuroscientist, says that we're using 100% of our brains. The only difference is that 
there's some people that may use it in a better way than others, as in the same way that we might we might all be using our bodies, but there might be other people who use it better in the sense that they're stronger, faster, more energized than other bodies. Okay, so the new belief is I'm learning to use my whole brain in the best way possible. Okay, line number three, mistakes are failures. And no, mistakes are a sign that we are trying something new and there are these new opportunities to learn. I actually think that mistakes make you closer, you know, to, to learning, to winning. For example, Einstein, he had seven major gaps in the theory of relativity. Edison had 10,000 failures before he discovered light. So mistakes actually make us closer to getting and discovering what we want. Line number four, knowledge is power. And this has to do with Francis Bacon because this, uh, this um, quote is related to him. But if you look into the data, actually, it was Thomas Hobbes who was secretary of Bacon. And supposedly the real message of it, the real quote, is that knowledge and action actually makes power, but you need action to actually create power, not only knowledge. Line number five, learning new things is very difficult. And no, when you learn how to learn, the challenge of learning new things can be fun, easy, and enjoyable. Line number six, the criticism of other people matters. And honestly, it's not our job to like it's not sorry it's not other people's job to like love or respect me but it's my job to like love and respect myself and line number seven is that genius is born and not genius is not born it is made through deep practice so part of you know the hardest part of creating something is starting with these limiting beliefs that we might have and the mindset that is going to lead us there. So it's interesting to see and to, you know, kind of like dig a little bit deep into this because we've all been in this kind of like dirty waters when we don't know where we're going, what we want to create, kind of like we have the paralysis analysis and the fear of the blank page on where to start. And I want to continue talking about motivation. What is actually motivation? So if we look at motivation, it's the purpose one has for taking action. It's the energy required for someone to have a behavior in a particular way. So we, we might find three lies about motivation. Lie number one, that motivation is fixed. And no, you can increase your motivation. You can hack your motivation. Lie number two, you have to enjoy something to be motivated to do it. And the truth is, you simply need to have a strong enough reason to do something, even if you don't enjoy doing it. And line number three, motivation is something I either have or don't have. Kind of like if it falls from the sky and I'm just down below it and I get it. No, it doesn't happen like that. Motivation can be created. Motivation can be molded. Motivation can be designed. If you have specific lifestyles in your life, then can eventually get you to a deeper motivation. So the formula for motivation is motivation equals purpose times energy times small steps 
And why small steps? Because starting with small steps is one of the best ways to reach anything. Because sometimes it could be quite overwhelming if we're here, if we're in a specific spot and we want to get to a completely different spot. It's like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. It's a lot of work. I need to do this and that. And the best tip that we can get is just start doing it. Start doing it in simple steps. Don't be perfect. Just start doing it over and over. And with that trial and error, we'll actually get where we want to get. And we can keep on talking about once that we started creating something, then what's next? Maybe we can have that spur of the moment, the first initial motivation to start. And sometimes we lose it. In the book, um, The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp, she talks about how she designed a whole lifestyle and system around her so she could continue having her creative habit. It's not about kind of like not having a schedule and seeing when eventually she wanted to dance or she felt like, you know, choreographing. But she woke up every morning and she arrived at the studio at 5.45 a.m., And even though maybe she doesn't have anything planned specifically for that session, she was there at the studio and she had mapped it. And I'm like, Monday is freestyle. Tuesday, it's about structure. Thursday, it's about X, Y, and Z. And she was disciplined with that. So it's kind of like having discipline to create that playground where you're going to create and you're going to expand yourself and you're going to grow, but we need to have and create those spaces because if not, it's not that eventually it's going to come out of nowhere, right? So part of the, of the difficult things to start creating something has to do with like moving away from all of these limiting beliefs because it can actually hurt us. A lot. And we may not be fully living our full potential when we actually had it. And let's, you know, start a little bit with, dig a little bit deeper on the mindset. So the mindset is the what. Our mindset, our beliefs, our assumptions and attitudes are never pre-installed at birth. But we pick them as we've been moving along and growing up, and more likely they are a lie, which stands for limited idea entertained. It's possible to learn how to have a limitless mindset, but when we do that, we'll find that most of it, not only, not all of it is our present constraints are self-imposed, but we have to accept that we have the power to assume a, limited mind, a limitless mindset. We're responsible for that. Our truest potential is within our control. And once we understand that, the power of the potential grows dramatically. Number two that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode is the why, the motivation. So contrary to popular belief, our personal motivation is not fixed. It's not something we either wake up with or don't. Instead, motivation can be generated every day. It's a result of a repeated process of a designed lifestyle that we can control. Number three is the methods, the how. 
So approaching every day with a productive mindset and the optimum level of motivation is great. But we also need to learn how to learn. So we need methods, procedures, processes, which will help our brain excel. And there are many parts of these methods. You can check out, you know, Jim Quick's uh, methods in his book Limitless he has on his webpage. But there are many things. For example, there's one about memory. Okay. So if I tell you with memory to remember some uh, words in, um, in, in, in a specific order, no? I can start telling you, for example, um, a fire extinguisher, balloons, batteries, horse, toothpaste, signal, fireworks. What method did you use to learn those words? So most people repeat the words inside or repeat them out loud, but can repeat them several times. This is called learning by repetition. And this is a type of learning that we'll usually learn at school. The problem with this is that 85% of the information that we memorize like this is lost within the first 48 hours. So now we're going to use a method that Jim Quick uses. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story. Imagine you're standing next to a fire extinguisher, so huge. And now many balloons on top of it start, you know, levitating it and taking it to the top. Suddenly, many batteries start being launched and projected towards it. And it bursts and it's falling down, 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 down and arrives falling down next to a horse. And the horse is brushing its teeth with toothpaste. The horse moves aside and reveals its huge sign with the word congratulations. And fireworks starts coming from all over the place, congratulating him. So probably the second time, it was much better. The two magic techniques used here is visualization and association. Visualization, it's because you can remember images way easier and it's it's a stronger memory connection than actually words so words kind of like you know kind of like come and go but stories and images they store themselves stronger in our memory and the second one is association association because we are learning something new that we already know and we are associating with things that you know we, we've seen uh, um, we've seen fireworks and we've seen you know out of these words that I mentioned so it's easier to remember them so it doesn't really has to do with having a good or bad memory but it's more it has more to do with having a memory that's trained or not trained so what I want you to take out from this from this episode is that the huge potential that we have in our brains is immense. It's completely immense. And sometimes we haven't actually trained our brains. So it's an invitation to start, you know, creating and just diving deep into new things that we could start exploring inside our brains because we have a full potential waiting inside of us to be unlocked. And we want to invite you for this free course, Art in Our Daily Life, that we have in Luan, that is about adding art in our daily lives and how that has an amazing impact in our lives because 
it actually creates more neural connection. It creates more adventure and creates new creativity and actually helps us, you know, create these new neural pathways inside our brain that helps us to tap a little bit into that immense potential that our brain has. Want to keep the conversation going? Luan, the world's first emotional museum, designed a global online experience to inspire and explore. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, and visit our site at luanmuseum.com to engage creatively.